Hello, hello. Today is Monday, July 12th, 2021. And for today's episode of DeRosa's Take, I'd actually like to take a nice deep dive into Major League Baseball and everything that's going on since we're already heading to the All-Star break. It's a lot of exciting things about it right there. Uh, It's a fun time to be a baseball fan for so many different teams. And uh, the All-Star break could be a big fun one. It's good that we have it back due to COVID last year, and I'm just excited actually for it. I got some guys I'm rooting for in the home run derby, and uh, I'm glad to see so many of my Padre players in the All-Star game itself, even if they're not going to participate. But it is so much fun, and I am excited because some names that you wouldn't expect are popping off this year, and I have to say, I'm impressed to say the least. So when it comes down to it, The home run derby is going to be really exciting, and so is the all-star game. But I want to take a deep dive into it, give you guys all my possible predictions and so much more who I'm truly rooting for. So we're going to go right into it, and I'm going to actually start off with the home run derby in which Pete Alonso won it. Previously, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was the runner-up in that one. Uh, So it was very exciting. Pete Alonso, of course, deserved it. It will be at 8 p.m. tonight here on Monday with the All-Star game being on Tuesday. So a lot of players have backed out because of the fact that, you know, you get into certain slumps afterwards, your swing is not the same. And I totally get that. In fact, as a Padre fan, I was totally supportive and I wanted Tatis to not go into the home run derby whatsoever in which he backed out due to shoulder issues and making sure that his shoulder is healthy for the sake of the team. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., also who was at that time leading the major leagues in home runs, would not be participating either, focusing on what he can do with the bat on the Blue Jays team. But we do have a home run leader now in Shohei Otani, the superstar, the Babe Ruth of today, that will be in it. Of course, a lot of people are going to be rooting for him. He leads the majors as of now with 33 home runs. It's absolutely unbelievable what he does. And they're not just little homers. They they go a long way. I think as I'm speaking, they're still landing to this moment. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yes, we do have some back, back outs from some players. But you know what? Some players that I actually participated in, I'm glad we got the eight because I actually was a little nervous when we had seven, Gallo started to pop off, and I was like, he's got to go in, and which he did. So we're going to go right into it right now, and I'll give you my take and who I really want to win. So it's going to be two separate things. And, yeah, so first off is Shohei Otani was the first one to go in. A little bit of a fun fact, besides the 33 bombs, his longest home run of this year went 470 feet. That was against the Kansas City Royals on June 8th. His hardest hit home run, 117.2 miles per hour off the bat. And that was against the Yankees on June 28th, in which, I mean, yeah, it's the short porch, but within a blink of an eye, it landed. Um, So that was absolutely unreal. I mean, Otani, he's a big boy for that kind of player, too. He's just got that powerful swing, even with lefty-lefty. I mean, it's unbelievable what he's got. He he just... He literally destroys the the crap out of baseballs. Uh, He doesn't just hit them, really. Uh, So it's unreal what he's doing. Uh, Another fun fact, 16 of his home runs have been 110 miles per hour or more. And some of those also have been 115 plus. So 
that leads Major League Baseball a total of six. And yeah, he has the hardest hit rate out of any power hitter out there, uh, without a doubt. So Shohei Otani has really just been spraying the field with that pop, and he looks really good. Of course, he's going to be a fan favorite. He's so fun. He's just not cocky about it. Um, and I w- I'm going to root for him. He's my second uh, guy to where I want to see win it totally. And uh, Shohei Otani, man, is an absolute sensation. So Otani is my second choice for this. I think he will or has a good chance of winning it unless Pete Alonzo goes off yet again, or even Joey Gallo, who's been getting hot. So he's going to be going up against Juan Soto, who has just 11 home runs. But of course, you got to keep in mind, not a lot of players are going to be participating in this whatsoever. It's going to be rare to see those star players all participate. And also, Acuna could have been a chance, but he also didn't want to go in, but also prayers up to Acuna for the injury. Very tough for Atlanta in general. Um, so hoping he has a nice, speedy, and healthy recovery. Now, Shohei Otani will be facing Juan Soto with the 11 bombs. Soto, for his longest home run, 437 feet, which was June 2nd at Atlanta against the Braves. Hardest hit home run, 113.4 miles per hour, and that happened on June 29th versus Tampa Bay. I mean, Soto... He's been the guy ever since Bryce Harper left, without a doubt. Uh, I know Harper won it before. This is going to be exciting to see Soto go in with the, you know, the flashiness he brings. But it's going to be interesting. I think Shohei's got this with ease. Sorry, Justin. Um, but you know what? Soto knows how to go oppo taco, but Shohei Otani knows how to spray the field. It should be a fun one. I think it's going to be closer than people think or uh, underestimate. But you know what? I think Otani's got that one in the bag. It's a 1-8 for the reason. Joey Gallo is a two-seed, has 24 home runs, has been going off lately. And uh, his longest home run of 2021, 462 feet. That happened versus the Tigers just recently on July 7th. Hardest hit one, 114.3, April 27th versus the Angels. He, Gallo, has homered in five straight games from the 26th of July 1st and also joined Josh Hamilton as the only players in Rangers history to hit seven home runs and a five game span. So he has been popping off. I believe he's had 10 home runs his last 10 games just recently. So, I mean, he has been hitting bombs. That's what he's known for. He's had two home runs too that have eclipsed 490 plus. And uh, yeah, he just, his hard hit rate, everything like that, without a doubt, he knows what he's doing. He'll be facing up Trevor Story, who knows if he's going to be a Colorado Rocky later on. Trevor Story has 11 home runs, same as Soto. Longest home run for him, 466 feet. That was versus the Brew Crew on June 20th. However, not to be put any shame on Story, but that was at home in Coors Field. That's going to go a long way with that. So Mad respect to the numbers, but you have to understand the cores effect a little bit. The hardest hit home run as of this year, 110.2, June 23rd in Seattle against the Mariners. So he does have the pop, but I think Joey Gallo too. It's like that 1-8, except this time a 2-7. Gallo's got this with ease. Balls fly out of Texas as well, but Gallo knows how to hit them just much harder with much more velo. Got to say, though, should be a fun one again. 
This one I think is my favorite, despite being a three six, just because I respect both players so much. And it's going to be Matt Olson at the number three spot with 23 home runs versus Trey Mancini, the man who came back from stage three testicular cancer, an absolute legend with 16 home runs. So it's great to see him back on the baseball field, let alone coming into a home run derby. Should be so much fun. It's going to be a lot of laughs. For Matt Olson, his longest home run out of the 23, 445 feet, May 23rd against Anaheim in Anaheim against the Angels. Hardest hit one also came on that day, 111.7 miles per hour off the bat. Matt Olson has been impressing everyone besides the home run hits. He has had a good average, of course, a good OPS. Definitely just an overall a great player that the A's just know how to flourish and got to give that man credit. He's having a breakout year and uh, he's making the most of it. As for Trey Mancini, of course, you know what? He's just doing this for everything that he's got. This is also a part of his uh, recovery back from what he has been through. Um, it's just amazing to see his longest home run, 451 against Anaheim. 111.9 versus the Red Sox was his hardest hit one. And yeah, Mancini, just the, the storyline and everything has been, you know, just fantastic. And I'm going to say right now, he is my favorite to win it. Uh, some personal reasons out there, but at the same time, I just love the storyline for Mancini and his way. So I want to see Mancini take it all the way. And as for uh, my second, it would be Otani. So now, finally, the four five seed coming up before we get into the all-star game itself. Salvador Perez with 21 home runs. Longest home run of 2021 has gone 460 feet versus Cleveland on May 4th. Also, the hardest hit one was that day. That home run, 114.2 miles per hour off the bat. Perez, despite the Royals being through ups and downs, has been the best player on that team. Of course, has that contract extension. And has just been a great veteran. I mean, he's going to be a rule for life. And he has been doing really well with the numbers, living up to his contract just a little bit, despite the age. I'm happy for Salvi. He will be my third option for sure, just because of what he brings, uh, what he's like. I've always respected Perez. He still plays catcher for this many years and everything. And he's teaching the young guys on that Royals pitching staff and et cetera so much. And uh, going against him will be Pete Alonso, the former champion. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Alonso has struggled sometimes, especially at home, which is odd. But Alonso, 17 home runs, his longest home run. June 30th at the Braves, 443 feet. Hardest hit one comes at 115.4 miles per hour, April 21st at Chicago against the Cubbies. This one's going to be great. I'm actually going to go Pete Alonso on this. I think he's going to hit balls a little bit further, maybe at times in which Salvador Perez may not reach, but it's going to be very tight, but it's going to be so much fun to watch this. I'm really excited for it. And I'm kind of glad we're seeing some underdogs and we're not just seeing some home run leaders as of right now. I get it, but you know what? Get some faces out there that we're not going to be talking about every day and get them uh, swinging the twig like that. So, should be an interesting one. Go Man City for me, but anyone out there who wins it, as long as it's not Peter Long, there, there's no hate to the Mets, but I don't want to see a same champion going back to back, technically, even though we skipped a year. Um, 
but we'll get the information out on who's going to have it. Of course, there's going to be bets out there for the over-under. So, hey, make your money's worth. And now, finally, for the show, the All-Star Game. Everyone that's going to course, this has been absolute mayhem. So many snubs at first, and then there weren't snubs, and then this guy, that guy, injuries. Everything's going on for the All-Star Game, and it's just been crazy. But I love it. Five Padre players, you got five Dodger players, and etc. So many, so much talent coming out of it. And I'm just going to go through the elected starters as well as the reserves very quickly. But they do have pitchers, DHs in the AL, um, bullpen help. It's just some quick ones, but as well as some recognition for these guys before I wrap up the show. So the elected starters will start off with the American League, Salvador Perez, who's also participating, of course, in the HR Derby will be behind the plate at catcher for the year he is having. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who transitioned from third base to first base, of course, going to be in there with the numbers he's showing, could provide himself an MVP as well. You can consider that. As of now, and 316 at-bats, he has 105 hits, 28 home runs, 73 RBIs, which is very good numbers, but the average on base and OPS is fantastic. 332, 430. And 1,089 for Vladdy Guerrero Jr., who's been called a bust or not living up to the moment, has finally been putting up the numbers. Marcus Semyon, who's also been a hidden gem, probably the best signing overall for the Blue Jays and maybe even the Major Leagues considerably, has been stellar. He's been now going from a shortstop to second base, and he's been great. 98 hits. 67 runs, 22 home runs, which is a little interesting. Uh, 56 RBIs, 10 stolen bags, a 277 average with a 345 on base and an OPS of 873 has been phenomenal. Two Boston Red Sox players and Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts. I mean, come on now. Are we going to really question that? These guys have been putting up video game numbers without a doubt. Rafael Devers has been sensational. 93 hits, 59 runs, 22 homers, 72 ribbies, an OPS of 913. And Xander Bogus, of course, has been just stellar, even better. 103 hits, a 321 average, a 930 OPS. So besides those two, J.D. Martinez has also been providing so much for that Red Sox offense, and which is why they lead the division and they're so good. Now, Mike Trout, will be also making an appearance, but he is inactive due to injury. So there's a lot of reserves for a reason. Um, so credit to Trout is, of course, rate, uh, name recognition. Aaron Judge on the Yankees, the only player that's actually given them some hope in the Yankee uniform, but uh, he could be a trade candidate, and I'll get into that in another episode if I get the chance. So Aaron Judge quietly doing dominant, doing his part. 88 hits, 21 bombs. 47 RBIs, but keep in mind the Yankees can't get on base too much. 282 average, an OPS of 901. And then Shohei Otani, of course, the DHN pitcher. First ever player to be the pitcher and designated hitter in an all-star game. Congrats to Otani for making even more history, uh, besides being the quickest to reach that mark in home runs. And he's just a sensation. And also... Another Blue Jays player I forgot to mention, I apologize, Teoscar Hernandez. He's also been popping off as of late the past two to three years. 
Um, so I gave him time and I wasn't sure how he was going to be, but Teoscar has been fantastic. And yet again, 81 hits, 297 average, an OPS of 814. He's been just doing his part. And I feel like with the Blue Jays being so stacked, people forget about him. So the American League elected starters are great. They're in. That's majority of them. If I'm not forgetting anyone and I'm not. So that's all of them. For reserves, you got Mike Zanino on Tampa Bay. And keep in mind, there's just injuries going around. Jose Altuve, who said he wouldn't participate because he's focused on the team, but we all know he's focused on not getting booed at an all-star game. Whit Merrifield will be taking over in that role. As a Padre fan, I talked about getting Whit Merrifield potentially, even though it would be a big package deal uh, in an article. I love Whit Merrifield. So underrated, a late bloomer. 95 hits, 50 runs, 47 ribbies, 24 stolen bags, has the old school kind of vibe. A 270 average with an OPS of 728 just does his part. Bo Bichette, a lot of Blue Jay players because they're finally coming into their own. It's so fun to watch them. You got Carlos Correa who's backing out. Tim Anderson, I believe, will be replacing him. And Joey Wendell as well. Tim Anderson easily should have been a number one choice. He's been a batting average phenom for the past couple years now. I mean, a 309 average. Doesn't walk a lot, but that's fine. He shows it with the bat. 96 hits, 32 RBIs, 14 stolen bases. The average just says it all as well. I mean, offensive beast. I think Tim Anderson's really fun to watch. Joey Wendell as well, showing a lot of pop in that back. Congratulations to him. 69 hits, seven home runs. Starting to get up there. 33 RBIs, has himself a 275 average. So not too shabby for a reserve player. And then... You got Matt Olson, who's been popping off. I said this in the home run derby conversation. 88 hits, 23 bombs, 59 RBIs. He has an OPS of 938. Doing his all. Other players, you got Jose Ramirez on the Indians. Jared Walsh on the Angels has been clutch in so many ways and has been such a better option. And that's why they got rid of Pujols. Listen, it's a business at the end of the day. Walsh. 90 hits, 22 bombs, 278 average, OPS of 892 for a young kid. That's great to see. Michael Brantley, not going to be also in it, but you got Joey Gallo, Alotis Garcia as Texas Rangers, and Garcia being a very promising rookie. Cedric Mullins, finally, J.D. Martinez and Nelson Cruz as the designated hitters. But for Cedric Mullins, I mean, come on, he should have been also a first pick, but no one's going to think about him or the O's. That much was just a shame. 106 hits, 16 home runs for just a small guy, 35 RBIs, 16 stolen bases all around, just such a phenom. Three at one four, a 314 batting average, an on base of 380, and an OPS of 921. So, congratulations, well deserved for Cedric Mullins becoming one of my favorite players, too. Uh, just to watch starting pitchers is going to be including Shane Bieber. Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber will not be participating, but you do have Garrett Cole. Nathan Avaldi has been pitching excellent as of late. Kyle Gibson on the Rangers. You see Kikuchi on the Mariners. Lance Lynn, who has been quietly dominant ever since being traded to Chicago for the White Sox, to the White Sox. Carlos Rodon, pitching no hitter. Chris Bassett on the Oakland Athletics, who I believe is going to replace Shane Bieber. Relieving wise, Matt Barnes, Araldis Chapman. Why on God's earth, Chapman? Who knows anymore? Liam Hendricks, 
Ryan Presley was not participating either, so basically no Astros, LOL, and Gregory Soto on the Tigers. Now, the National League. You got Buster Posey, who's been hurt. Uh, he is not going to be participating, which stinks, but JT Romuto is a reserve that will be taken over, and I believe Yadier Molina was going to also be in there, but he's hurt. I don't think he's in it. Omar Narayas also is not going to be in it, so a lot of catchers just going down hard. Uh, but other than that, going back to the starters, Freddie Freeman on the Braves has finally turned around his season. Adam Frazier, quietly dominant on the Pirates, could be a trade piece for contending teams, just like Whit Merrifield, if the Royals decide to go that route. Nolan Arenado, new team, same kind of player, has been doing his part over there with the Cardinals, who sadly have not been doing that well because of pitching injuries and bullpen uh, miscues. Fernando Tatis Jr., the face of baseball, love him or hate him. He is obviously an absolute stud, and he's putting up the numbers. You got 78 hits, 28 homers, 60 RBIs, 20 stolen bags, 286 average with 1,020 OPS for Fernando. Ronald Acuna Jr., hate to say it, but sadly, of course, that is uh, very concerning. With the injury, um, you know, hopefully for a nice recovery. Nicholas Castellanos, literally besides Fernando Tatis Jr., he is my favorite player. I mean, this guy is such a badass that I can't get enough of him. He is so fun to watch, especially when he had the Manfred say in the baseball. My, the, this dude is off the charts unbelievable this year. 111 hits, 18 homers. You expect more out of the pop, but hey, he's putting up the numbers. 59 RBIs, a 331 average. An OPS of 969. So, yeah, I mean, dude, him and Jesse Winker, I mean, absolute studs. And go Cincinnati. Honestly, you know what? I got to say, the Reds are like my second favorite team in baseball because just their history and how fun they are to watch and everything about it, the play-by-play commentary. The Reds are just so cool. I want to actually go out there to Cincinnati, check out the ballpark and everything like that. This team, really fun to watch. And credit to them after – Losing Trevor Bauer and free agency, not getting into any of that of what's happening now. But, you know, they held their own. So also in that conversation is Jesse Winker, another outfielder, left and right this time. 96 hits, 19 homers, 50 RBIs, a 301 average. OPS of 922 for Jesse Winker. For reserves, you got Romuto, like I said, talking about Molina Navarez. Ozzy Albies, good switch hitter. Chris Bryant. Having a great bounce back season could be a trade piece with the Cubs being sellers. Brandon Crawford shocking the world with what he's doing right now. 77 hits, 18 home runs, 58 RBIs, that 289 average. Credit to Brandon Crawford, man, and credit to the San Francisco Giants. Has just been such a shock that no one expected. And hey, man, you got to credit him putting up the numbers for his age. Jake the Rake Cronenworth, nothing gets past the Crone Zone. One of my favorite players, too. I mean, absolute steal that we didn't expect. I think he's a better player than Fam, but Fam's been doing fine now. Uh, but Cronenworth was a hidden gem in this one. 94 hits. My man leads the Padres in hits. 12 home runs, 34 ribbies, a 276 average, 350 on base, 809 OPS. This man just does it at all. He's a good utility player without having to be a utility player. He could literally play catcher if you needed him, if you were down on catching position. He can play first. He can play the second. He can play in the outfield if he needed to. Just all around a great player that's so versatile. 
Eduardo Escobar, despite the Arizona Diamondbacks being so bad, Escobar has been okay, and he is a trade piece. Who knows if he's going to wear that D-backs uniform anymore. He's been doing okay. I mean, for a reserve, it's all right numbers, but hey, for the D-back fans, I credit him because I know you guys are having a tough year. Of course, you want to look at something positive. And Escobar with 84 hits has 20 home runs. Just the 254 average is a little low for me with the 785 OPS. But hey, 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 I'm crediting him a lot for it. Justin Turner on the Dodgers, credit to him. I got to say, Justin Turner has turned out as nothing with the Mets, but has been, of course, such a great sensational hitter with the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers so much, but Turner and Chris Taylor are two of my favorite players that I have mad respect for totally. Uh, Justin Turner. And Chris Taylor will be one as well uh, for, for Turner has 93 hits, 15 homers, 50 ribbies, a 305 average has kept it nice and steady. So he's been fantastic. Manny Machado, his fifth all-star appearance is about damn time for this one. Listen, he's putting up the numbers. His average is a little higher. He'll get back up there. But this was a guy that was batting 210 at times, and he's finally figuring it out. He's doing his part as the captain. He's just kind of just doing his vibe. 81 hits, 15 homers, 60 RBIs. That's high in that category. Nine stolen bases has started to go hump in that category. 267 average has been in the 270s. On base of 354 and an OPS of 833. For Manny Machado, he has a very good plate discipline as of late. 43 walks, just the 59 strikeouts. That's a very good ratio in my books for a hitter that just shows a lot of patience at the plate finally. And uh, he had to work his way for that. He used to not really walk too much. And then he started to gradually get to that task and started to get those walks. Max Muncy as well, probably the greatest plate discipline in the major leagues besides Yasmani Grandal off the top of my head right now. Um, so I apologize if I miss anyone, but for the year he's having, credit to Max Muncy. 69 hits, but has himself 58 walks and just 57 strikeouts. That's an on-base of 414. Yeah. An OPS overall, 972. Credit to Max Muncy. Trey Turner on the Nationals, the former Padre prospect. That hurts me, but at least we have Tatis. Um, putting up the numbers, congrats, Justin. 110 hits, 42 ribbies, a 318 average. Has just been great in that Nats uniform. Mookie Betts will not be participating. However, has kind of now put up the numbers. I get it. It's it's game. You know, it's all about the name recognition. It's going to happen. 78 hits, 13 bombs. Not many RBIs with 38, but he is a leadoff hitter. It's going to happen. Listen, he's a sensation. He's going to pop off, and he already has been getting on a little bit of a hitting streak. So credit to Betts as well. Kyle Schwarber sadly won't be in it, despite everything that he's been doing to help the Nationals. It's been so fun to watch. Brian Reynolds, a key piece that I think is going to be so good for the Pirates. Great switch hitter, 96 hits, a 302 average. You don't see that in today's game for switch hitters, which is great to see in Reynolds' case. 51 RBIs as well, and an OPS of 906. One of the most underrated players, especially in a Pirates uniform. And then you have Juan Soto and Chris Taylor. Now, Justin, I'll give you the Soto one just for you, bud. Soto finally popping off 77 hits, a 283 average on base, 407, 11 home runs that will force go up. Has walked 58 times, only struck out 52. So, man, oh man, 
he's getting on base any which way. And Chris Taylor, the reason why he's one of my favorite players, despite being in that blue, he credited the Padres for talking about how much uh, of a future they have. They're exciting to watch. He just talked well about them. And you know what? Got to talk well about him too. He's really fun to watch, a utility guy, but obviously like Jay Cronenworth doesn't have to be. Um, he's 30 years old, started off with Seattle, and just ever since going to the Dodgers, man, he, he worked his way there. I believe this is his first all-star appearance, and man, he deserves it. I mean, 81 hits, has done some clutch hitting. He's had that, like, what, 16-pitch at-bat um, that led off to a bases clearing double. 43 walks, 88 strikeouts. So that's a 382 OPS for a 277 average, an OPS of 834. Has himself 10 homers, 46 RBIs. Just putting up the numbers for the Dodgers, man. I, I, like I said, I, I just can't get enough of Chris Taylor. He's really fun to watch as a kind of player that can do anything. And then for the pitching, finally, that took a little while because I just love the National League. Um, started pitching will go down. Corbin Burns, of course, being a fantastic acquisition. Um, that has finally popped off for the Brewers. You Darvish will not be participating, but of course, put up the numbers as well. Jacob DeGrom, not going to throw a pitch, but has been an absolute MVP candidate. Kevin Galsman also will not be in it, but has been a Cinderella story kind of pitcher, as well as other pitchers for the San Francisco Giants and their season. Herman Marquez, I believe pitching no hitter uh, for the Rockies, also has been fantastic, surprisingly at home and Pitched a really good outing against the Padres, uh, which hurt me, but I had a feeling that was going to happen. Trevor Rogers on the Marlins, Zach Wheeler on the Phillies, who's actually been the number one ace compared to Aaron Nolan now, shockingly enough. Then you have Brandon Woodruff, who's not going to be in it as well. But for replacements, you have Walker Bueller on the Dodgers, Max Scherzer on the Nats, who gave a grand slam to Daniel Camarena. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Scherzer has been great. Um, Freddie Peralta really has been disgusting as well. And Taiwan Walker on the New York Mets. A lot of Mets fans are really glad to see that. And I am too. Walker's been really good. Uh, and he's helped sustain what's been going on in that Mets rotation. Seven and three from Walker, a 2.50 ERA. Nine innings, he has 89 strikeouts. A little shout out to my Mets fans, Jeff, Ethan, et cetera. Matt, if you're listening. So credit to you guys for Taiwan Walker on that. As for relievers to end off the show, you got Josh Hader on the Brewers, Craig Kimbrell, who could be out of his way to Chicago with the Cubs, Mark Melanson on the San Diego Padres, and Alex Reyes, one of the only bright spots in that Cardinals bullpen. So that is absolutely everything right there. I ran into it. I tried to be as quick as I could, but of course, so many names, you could only talk about so much, but Thank you guys for this one. It's been a great talk. It's going to be a lot of fun. Check out the All-Star Games despite the disgusting uniforms. They are gross. I'm surprised no one put out a suggestion of how I would part- like put in uh, some uniform designs. But, hey, you should go back to the wearing whatever you wear for your team and represent your team in that kind of way. But whatever. We'll get through it. I'm just glad we have so many cool names it's going to be a lot of fun. Home run derby should be a good one. Of course, the all-star game too, representing so many talented players in the best league in the business. So guys, I will see you after this all-star game. Of course, next Monday, tune in for more episodes and follow me on Twitter. If you want to check out previous ones, as well as updates at the Rosa take. So 
I'll see you guys next Monday. I'm out. Peace.